All right, we are starting today on chapter 22 of The House with Chicken Legs. In the previous chapter, chapter 21, we finished with Marinka being at her house of bonding ceremony and the big black gate was opened and she ran towards it and jumped into the gate to go and get her baba. So here we are, chapter 22, called Darkness. Everything slows as I fly toward the gate. Flowered vines break and fall around me. The jaws of the yaga drop open and they breathe in sharply. Some place hands over their mouths. Eyes widen in shock and lights, reflected from deep inside the void, flicker across their pupils. Air rushes past my ears and the tide of the black ocean pulls me downward. I brace myself as cold currents reach up and creep over my head and neck. But then claws dig into my back. Someone grabs my arm and a fierce pain tears through my head as, if, as it connects with the floor. Darkness and silence engulf me, punctuated by the faint sound of a balalaika playing my favorite lullaby. And if we check in Marinka's glossary, a balalaika is a musical instrument with a triangular body and three strings. My eyelids flicker open and I see a collection of blurry yaga faces all leaning over me with crinkled, concerned expressions. I squeeze my eyes shut again and a hot, angry tear burns its way down to my ear. I wish I could sink into the floorboards and disappear. Yaga voices murmur above me. Is she all right? What was she doing? I think she tried to jump into the gate. Why would she do that? How strange. Is the party over? If only I could make my ears shut like my eyes. I don't want to see them or hear them. My head is pulsing where I banged it on the floor. My back sore where Jack scratched me and my arm aching from being yanked. But worse than all that is the blistering, withering feeling caused by all the yaga staring down at me, talking about me. Is she conscious? Should we move her? Marinka, are you all right? She's fine. I hear the old Yaga's voice right next to me and feel her hand on my head. Let's give them some space. Yaga Wunkin's voice rises above the rest and I feel a rush of gratitude toward him as he clears the room. My lungs ache and I realize I've been holding my breath. Rolling onto my side, away from the old Yaga, I peep up at the gate. It's gone. I knew it would be, <clears throat> but that doesn't stop the tears from falling. They drip onto the floor as anger rushes up my neck. Why? I cry, my voice all gurgly. Then I crumple into a ball as pain explodes through my head. Can you carry Marinka to her bedroom? The old Yaga asks, squashing something cold against my forehead. You've had a nasty bump, Marinka, but you'll be fine. Just try to rest for a moment. Yaga Wunkin's yellow bowler hat dips over me. His arms slide underneath me, and I'm lifted into the air. Dark spots cloud my vision, and my body is swallowed by a heavy numbness. The old Yaga and, young, and Yaga Wunkin whisper by my door, and then there is silence. Jack lands on the headboard of my bed and pushes his beak into my ear. I close my eyes and turn away from him, my head throbbing. I was so close. I could have gotten bad... Baba back, if only. I drift in and out of an uncomfortable sleep. The house rolls rhythmically, its chicken feet drumming beneath me. I try to tell it to stop, but my voice doesn't work. 
I try to move, but the sheets feel like ropes, the bed feeling like a cage. Finally, the house slows and lurches to the ground. It keeps on tilting and I slide down the bed. I reach for the headboard, but too late. My body thumps onto the floor and the floorboards push and roll me up toward the front door. What's going on? I croak, trying to scramble to my feet. The front door opens, I skid through, and I'm bumped down each of the porch steps until I land in a heap on the hard, dry earth outside the house. I sit up, blink, and rub my neck. We're back in the market. It's dark and the world is spinning. The old Yaga walks calmly down the steps after me. Behind her, the door swings shut and all the windows slide closed. What's going on? I ask again. House, what are you doing? The house rises up and turns its back to me. Your house is upset with you. The old Yaga helps me to my feet. Why? My voice sounds whiny. I clear my throat and try again. <clears throat> Why are you upset? This time I sound angry. I kick the rear porch in frustration and the house shuffles away from me. Come on, the old Yaga squeezes my arm. Your house is tired. She's run a long way tonight. Let her rest. You can make up in the morning. I let the old Yaga lead me away from my house, along the dark empty streets of the market and past the skulls and bottles of her spirit trust stall. The lintel above the old Yaga's front door welcomes us with a smile. The front room is warm, smelling of fireworks and borscht. I flop into a chair by the fire, my head aching and foggy. Why is my house so upset with me? I ask the old Yaga as she passes me a mug of hot cocoa. I don't understand. No one likes to be tricked. The old Yaga sits opposite me. Your house thought you were going to bond with her tonight, but you just wanted to go through the gate. I was going to bring Baba home. Anger burns my eyes and my voice rises. Why didn't the house understand that? Why didn't Jack understand that? Why don't you understand that? Why did you all have to interfere? I could have gotten Baba back if you hadn't stopped me. I glare at the old Yaga, my breath coming in short, ragged, jagged gasps that hurt my lungs. We stopped you because we care. Going through the gate is dangerous. You might never return. It's worth the risk, I yell. I'd do anything to bring Baba home. And it's my decision anyway. You had no right. Your Baba is gone, the old Yaga says quietly. You're wrong, I shout, rising to my feet. My head spins and my mug falls and smashes on the floor. I stare down at my hands and see the broken mug and spilled cocoa right through them. My whole body fades and for a moment I feel light and fleeting as morning mist. Then I flicker back and breath rushes into my lungs. Sit down, Marinka, please. The old Yaga reaches for my hand, but I pull away from her and stagger to the door. Pushing it open, I pick up speed and burst out into the open market. It's cold and dark outside, but it's that hazy darkness right before dawn. A few market traders are setting up their stalls for the day, rubbing their hands together and breathing little white clouds into the air. I race past them. I need my house and I need Baba. The old Yaga is wrong. I can bring Baba home and I will. Baba will make everything all right. My vision blurs. I stop to wait for the world to swing back into focus and the familiar comforting scent of wood smoke wraps around me. 
I breathe in deeply, straighten my spine, and walk calmly on back toward my house. The smell of wood smoke grows stronger. It curls through the air, thickening as I draw closer to my house. I walk faster, breaking into a run again. Something is wrong. The smoke is too thick. Cracks of burning, splitting wood break the silence. A jawdack shrieks. I sprint as fast as I can, lungs heaving, legs pounding the ground as I run faster and faster. I hear people shouting and the splash of water. I round the corner and see it. What I was trying not to think. There, the house, my house, is on fire.